Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andy. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about RebateJet.com. What is RebateJet? Well, it's a piece of software that I created that will help Amazon sellers get their products noticed. You can launch with promo codes, rebates. Not only that, but you can list your product for free on the RebateJet third-party marketplace. You don't pay a single penny unless you make a sale. And when you do, it's only a $1 flat fee per product. Try it today, RebateJet.com. Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. So I'm going to also add that our lives, every image we're going to, we're going to make has, has wording. We, we utilize strategic okay. wording. Uh, so there's no lifestyle that's just going to show a model holding the product. Um, we're going to showcase, like, let's say it's a shoe and we have the model pulling the, the let's say it's a boot, pulling the boot on. Um, we would say uh, comes with pull-up tabs so you can easily get it on and off. And it's, it's not, I mean, traditionally lifestyle maybe doesn't have wording. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what everybody else does, but what we do is we're going to utilize uh, not a lot of wording because we, we don't want to overwhelm them and give them too much to look at. Usually like a quick line, uh, two, three, four words maximum. And the reason why we do the lifestyle first is simply because I've AB tested just about everything out there. And I, I don't, like, I love how you take the scientific approach to it. I, I don't know if I have like a, a, a fact to throw at you, but I feel like customers want to see what the product looks like in their real life setting. Yeah. So obviously I hear what you're, what you're, what you're saying about getting in the mind of the shopper and showing them, you know, um, you know, like it, making an order out of it. Um, I, I, there are certain situations where we put the lifestyle second, we, we'll do main image, infographic, infographic, lifestyle, lifestyle. And then the last two images are usually a spec image. Um, just like, I think you you're know. doing something really similar to what we're doing in terms of like showing it in use. Cause we don't start with an infographic. It's like too overwhelming, right? We start more with like the lifestyle, but with some strategic wording. So it sounds like we're doing very similar things. But it also sounds like what you're doing is you're really studying the product and the customer and you're designing your photo layouts based on what you think, um, based on your research, they're Definitely. going to want to see and it's going to help them make that buying decision. And it Definitely. seems like it's working for you. So <laughs> uh, we always pride ourselves on two things. The first thing is when I look at the page and I say, all right, I, I took a nice crack at this category, uh, you know, not always, but. If, if we did a, if we did the right job and we we had the right the right product, I could say that our product is the nicest in the category, or at least I'll tell myself that. So again, <laughs> we 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 pat ourselves on the back when the project comes out looking good, uh, but ultimately when the when the performance is there, when the listing sells, when the listings conversion rate increases, um, I, I definitely like there's no, you can't argue with data. You know, you, you're you're going to have a 10 percent conversion rate before you optimize and a 30 after. And that's I mean, there's no real perfect way to to say, hey, you know, that's from that. But when all you changed was the images, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good indication that that that's working. Um, the last image was a brand image. And mm -hmm. I find that a lot of people don't do that. Um, it's kind of like more accepted now with EBC and A plus, um, you know, because that's, I mean, EBC enhanced brand content, right? In the name, you're saying, give me more information about the brand. Um, we were doing brand images as image seven, 
for a very long time before, you know, A plus was, was a thing. It was, you know, started out as a vendor central, uh, you know, tool. And we take that seventh image to showcase the brand. Not, I mean, sometimes we'll have the product in there, but typically we don't typically if it's uh, like a shoe company and they, like, like I said, that boot example, we're going to have maybe a bunch of girls hanging out and, and uh, you know, maybe their, their, their legs are hanging off of a ledge and each, each leg has a different type of a shoe on it. And now instead of just showcasing, hey, we sell boots with a simple, easy image with, you know, half the image is showcasing five different categories of footwear that the, the seller sells. We also have a, a three sentence about us saying that we're dedicated to customer satisfaction and we're here to, to make innovative designs and affordable products and all that good stuff. Um, obviously, you have the ability to put that down below. But there is still a certain percentage of sellers, I'm sorry, of shoppers who don't know about A plus or EBC. Yeah, they go through those main images and a lot of times they, they don't even the scroll. And I can't tell you how many listings I've reviewed. Well, I can tell you because you you understand this, but I review so many listings and people will have amazing A plus content that tells the story of their brand and, and really sell the product. And you go through the images and they are crap. And yep. you're like, they're not even scrolling to your A plus because they just went through your images and they're moving on. So you can definitely see the difference where people have paid for A plus and the designer did a really good job and their images are just terrible. So I love that you're adding that dimension of brand. And a lot of people just think that it's Amazon selling. All, a lot of shoppers think it's just Amazon selling all these products. So I love that you're, you're taking the time up there to establish that trust and tell that brand story. Amazing. Really good tips on images. Love it. Um, Frank, I want to know about videos because yeah. you're doing this videos thing. You're pretty good at it. Um, it, it just David try, says you're good try. at it. We try, we try. <laughs> but I would love to know when it comes to videos, right? Um, what are your processes for making a really great converting video and so like what are those elements that matter when it comes to creating a video that converts yeah. and then I would love to know like your take on different videos so like do you use a different video for like the product pages versus like a video ad sure good question so there are three things that these are my three steps one is strategy two is strategy and three is strategy right strategize before you do a video um, I, I see a lot of people like they're like, oh, well, it's a simple product, right? The, the, the reality of a video is that you need to grab the attention. You have a very short um, span of person's attention when they land on your listing or your website, whatever it is. If you don't capture them in the first three, four, five seconds, forget five, three to four seconds, that's it. They're going off the video. They don't care about it anymore. So how do you make it exciting where they continue watching a video? Just like a great copywriter. Um, the, your main goal of the first sentence is to get them to, to go to the second sentence. And the only goal of the second sentence is to make them to go to the third, right? So in video, we have the same process where we want them to continue watching. So what, what strategy do you use to make them watch the video until the end? And that, that's what's important, right? Where you get them to watch the four, four 45 seconds. Pre, before working in this agency, my, my parents owned a television channel. So I was working the ins and outs of the television channel. And I've learned how how long 30 seconds were, right? I That's where I really learned how long these 30-second videos are. You could tell a story. You could tell everything in 30 seconds. So how do you make it um, How do you make it engaging where people continue watching? So I think one of the things is strategizing. And the way that we strategize is creating a storyboard, 
um, selecting the right models. I'm going through the process of calling out every feature of the product. So I think that pre-production is a big part of it, um, a, a process that we don't skip. We don't just say, send your product, we'll figure it out. We go through, um, we, create a, we create a brief. From the brief, we go and create the storyboard. And from that, we involve the customer, right? Finding the right model, finding the right fit. Um, is, you know, it's a whole production versus just getting a, grabbing a filmmaker and telling him to do the video. We have stylists there. I think um, one, of the, one of the things important too is that if your product works well with props, make sure you get the best props, right? If you're doing our charcuterie board video, which is a new video that we got working on, we went and purchased the best cheeses, the best salamis, right? You, you, you want to make it appealing. So sometimes it's not just your product, it's also getting the right props for the video, making sure that everything is up to par. And people can, I'm telling you, people can tell the difference between a real video and a crappy video very quickly. Um, why? Because either your competitor has a great one or they have a, or they have a worse one. It's never equal, right? Either they have a, a way better video than you or they have one that's the complete opposite. So um, I think strategizing and making sure that you, you create a storyboard that's gonna attract the customer to continue viewing. So that's one. And the second question was, what's the difference between a page and an ad, right? I think um, in ads, you can only run 15 seconds. So I would try to minimize as much lifestyle in the ads and go straight product, product, product. Um, just because when, when they're shopping for a product and a video pops up, um, that's your attention, that's your time to grab, make your product stand out, right? So instead of adding so much lifestyle to it, I would go and focus on the product. I also found that throughout my customers and seeing their, how the videos are playing and everything, um, start the video with the product immediately. That way you don't confuse the buyer. They know that the video they clicked on is your product and um, show it at its full glory. If you, if you have a bicycle, show somebody riding the bicycle. If you have um, a pet product, show the product being used on the pet instantly, right? So it's capturing that first um, initial play button and making sure that they continue to the end. And the way to do that is to call out the features in a unique way, in a lifestyle way. I do believe that lifestyle videos are translating better than ever now. Um, and if you look at the history of Amazon, they went from a person speaking about the video, then they went to through um, somebody narrating a video, then the unboxing, right? Now you start more and more seeing lifestyle videos and you start seeing how people can, once you have a product and you see how another human interacts with it, 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 it shows you that you can, how you're gonna use it as well. So once you create the human factor into it, I think it's a huge difference. Yes, definitely. I think that it's so important to really help the customer imagine um, that product in their life, um, help them answer that question, is this for me, right? Um, it's, it's awesome. What would you say is the secret sauce to getting the customer to watch the video from the beginning to the end? Yeah, so number one is quality. Um, make sure that you have very sharp, um, make sure the video looks crispy. Um, you, you know, when you click on some of those videos and they look blurry, instantly, whether it's a good video or not, um, they're no longer interested in watching. Well, I'm no longer interested in watching. So make sure that the, the quality of the camera is good. Um, the lighting is good so that they can see the product. And like I said, um, show, show the product in its glory. Show, show all of its potential. Um, you know, we, we had a bath caddy that we were doing a video for, 
And when we first did the video, we showed the, the bath caddy empty and then we showed like the model placing it in. And we quickly realized that um, like the video wasn't getting a lot of traction. We switched it up where we showed the product in its full um, essence in the first two seconds of a video and realized that more people were watching and that it was translating differently, right? So whatever the product it is, the first two seconds, find a unique way to show it um, and show that as full glory. So if you're if you're selling a, a, a wine cup, make sure there's the perfect red wine in it. It's those little details that, that go side and side with your product. Frank, you just brushed over something that I heard you kind of stress a little bit more in the past, yeah. uh, which was the first couple seconds. The first couple seconds literally set the tone for the video. Uh, mm -hmm. I've heard you explain that a bunch of times to people who ask, and I, I think that that's very true as well. Like those you know, the, the, the customer, if, the, if you lose him in the first three, four, five seconds, he's gone. He's not giving you more than that. So it's very important to, to you know, uh, take advantage of that and, and just start with, with your best. Um, I was actually looking at the chat, Amy. Yeah, I know. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to answer them too. I was. Um, I saw Scott asked about the, the image on, I mean, the image one with wording. So I saw you responded that one of your favorite hacks is putting the packaging in, the, in image one, which is technically it's not illegal. Um, I have a version of that that I've come across. I don't love it. And, and I have like a tendency, we, we won't say no, like it's your business, your, your listing, you can do whatever you want. I'm gonna always let you know, like my favorite way to say is what I would do if it was my listing. Um, so if it was my listing, I still feel like I wouldn't put um, any, any risk on, on getting flagged because even getting flagged for one day um, is just not worth it, but I've seen a, a, a hack where somebody designed image one with the product and a label. So imagine if you have a product and you added a label to the product. And if, if there's a label on the product, then you're allowed to showcase the product with the label on it. But what happens if there's actually no label on the product and you just showcase the product with with like uh, a, a photoshopped you know, label, a photoshopped yeah. label mm -hmm. with your logo and maybe like a quick wording that helps you know sh showcase what the product is. Um, and again, personally, I, I I don't like love this strategy, but it's technically a hack and technically something that I've, I see people get away with. Like I said before, I would always provide a secondary main image without mm -hmm. that, just just in case because I'm I'm just worried about. One day, maybe they'll make a change and, and it won't be allowed to do that. Um, but technically, I, I just, you know, I figured I'd throw that out there. It's definitely a hack. I've seen it work. Um, and I love just, and what I mean is it's not necessarily a hack. I, I like to make sure that um, we build retail ready packaging from the beginning because yes. customers associate the packaging with something they've seen in stores and they trust stuff they've seen in stores. So even if you have a private label product that you're not selling on um, in retail yet, if you build that packaging from the beginning and you put that in your main image, you can call out some of those amazing features. You can get that, you know, that same attention you'd get on the shelf, but it can really, really up the quality of your product and your conversion rate. And it can help you stand out against competitors who just have that plain main image with, you know, just a product there that it doesn't look 
at all like a real brand right from the main image so that's it's not really a hack for me it's more of like when you're in your prep phase and you're branding and you're doing your product development and you're designing your packaging you should be designing retail ready packaging from the beginning because that's going to help you make more um conversions in the long run correct and then i I, want to answer some of scott's questions because i was just reading them yeah about these unboxing videos so look unboxing unboxing um they're great videos right i do also see a lot of my customers using them as a secondary video um i have seen in some cases so i'm I'm not an amazon agency i'll leave this up to david for him to answer i'm not sure i've seen listings that have two videos i've also seen when you click on one of the images other images show up as well and there's like secondary third videos as well so um a lot of my customers are doing both and i think sometimes it's better for you to just tackle if you're doing a lifestyle video to instantly tackle an unboxing video right then and there. The product is there, the model is there. It doesn't take too much work to, to add an unboxing video. Um, so whoever whoever does your videos, I would I would see if you can negotiate for them to do an unboxing as well, and whatever their radar. Um, lately we've been doing that. But I think the main video should always be a lifestyle video and, and impressing the client with someone actually using it. You know, when people go on your listing, if they didn't come through the video ad, they're seeing your images. They already read your bullet points. The last thing they need is somebody repeating that over and over again. They just need something exciting to make them buy the product. So I, I would focus on more of a lifestyle and I'll give them the option of um, for them to see an unboxing when you click on one of the videos and then more pictures show up. So that's that. As for MP4, yeah, Amazon has weird requirements. Um, I, I would suggest every video you do to put them on a Dropbox or a Google Drive and you wouldn't have that have to download them from YouTube every time or send the link. Um, Amazon does want to embed their own um, backend code, so it just stops. Like you said, it stops them from looking at and going to a link on YouTube and going to another product. You know, Amazon wants to stay king, and they want everybody to stay on their website. So, exactly. Um, they don't want anybody going anywhere else. They want yeah, it all like, staying this, on this, Amazon. This is where it goes. You're not going to another um, platform, so. Um, yeah, what I would suggest is just keep, just keep them on a drop on a Dropbox. Um, I love that tip that you mentioned about just when you're making your videos, be thinking about all the different types of videos you could make. You've already yeah. got the people there. It's not that hard to make another storyboard to get the filming done. You know, you can do different clips that you can mix and match over time to you know make different videos for different purposes. Such mm-hmm. a great tip. So before we get out of here today, I want to talk to you guys about this project that you guys have been working on for a long time and something that I've been able to be part of um, at some of your events that you guys put on. um, And that's the Ecom Cooperative. Uh, You guys started this, um, this e-commerce cooperative, which is, you know, a button. Maybe I'll just let you, you talk about it, but I just have to tell you guys, uh, the listeners, I went to an event, the last event, where were we? We were in, um, oh, geez, where were we? Miami. We were in Miami, yes. These guys got this restaurant. It was like a meat carving restaurant. And they had the whole thing like rented out. It was incredible. They had waiters walking around with the most amazing appetizers, open bar, really incredible, like just beautiful crafted cocktails um, and just the most amazing atmosphere. And then we all sat down to dinner and 
I had this like buffet of the most amazing meats, all these carvers, everything, and just the greatest people there. So much fun. We had like birthday celebrations going on and just filled with e-commerce sellers. All and just really fun, really just great times. And, and nothing, no, no conference. We weren't there to to learn anything, we were just there to network and you guys made that possible through this thing that you built, the Ecom Cooperatives. Can you tell everybody like a little bit about that and, and why you made it and how you pull off these incredible events? <laughs> well, David, I'll let you talk about, let me talk about the fun stuff. I'll let you talk about the structure and how it came about. But um, uh, just to touch on the dinner real quick, um, we, we wanted to change networking. We wanted to bring something different and before the Ecom Cooperative, me and David were, we, we've done so many dinners. It's something we did with our customers. We, we, we would take them out to have a great steak. And um, throughout those dinners, we just looked at each other. We're like, wow, man, we need to make this into a real thing. Um, and we were like, if, if we can create an environment where it becomes memorable and we're not so much about um, too many people talking or the next speaker, we wanted to create something fun and interactive. And we said, you know what, let's, let's try a dinner. Let's try doing a dinner. And um, we're from New York. We believe in going bold and going strong and, and doing things right, doing them the right way. So um, just renting out a table wasn't an option for us. We needed the whole restaurant. And as you saw, man, it was just it was just us trying to change the networking environment in the e-com space. And obviously there's a lot more to it, but um, the, the main vision was to, to create something memorable and different that nobody else was doing. I'm glad, uh, Amy, to hear your feedback on on that yeah. evening because we had a lot of fun and and it was definitely a lot of work. Um, it's just ironic to know the how that came to be. Um, we reached out to that restaurant, which was the only rest only kosher restaurant that could hold 250 people. Um, <laughs> anywhere else could maxed out at about 80 or 100 people. We wanted to be kosher because we had a, a big Jewish audience. Um, and we called them up and they said, no, they said, we don't rent out our restaurant for events. And I mean, I can't go into the whole story now. I don't have enough time for it, but we willed it into existence for the, for, for the most part. Um, we didn't take no for an answer. We got the, we went to a different restaurant and asked the chef to connect us to a food critic who was friendly with the owner, got the guy's cell phone number, uh, begged him for a phone call, and then pretty much... Uh, didn't take no for an answer when we got on the phone with him. Uh, ultimately, we were we were right with wanting that venue. Um, like you said, it was it was the right place, the right environment, the right atmosphere. And ultimately, all we wanted to do, like Frank was saying, was create something unique and different. There's enough conferences out there with speeches and tons of content and booths and all the good stuff that you get at every other conference. And you guys There's just keep getting better. I think this is my third e-com cooperative dinner that I've been to. And it just like, everyone just keeps getting better. And I'm like, oh, what's going to be next? You guys are going to have to like, how are you going to top that? We don't know. We, right, yeah. right now we were supposed to have our next dinner already, but we couldn't top it. So we just didn't do it yet. We're, we're, yeah. we're doing it. We're doing it right. We're not just doing it to do it. But um, a little bit on how the Ecom Cooperative started. Um, everyone in the service provider, in the solution provider industry has, has companies, you know, people, friends that they work with, that they trust, that they, that they, you know, uh, connect their clients with. And that's how the Ecom Cooperative started very organically. Uh, the four founding members, um, Yoni from Gatita, Yoni Mazur, uh, Jason and Lenny from AZ Seller Kit, Frank from Creative Percent, and myself, 
Um, we, we were just out to dinner one night and we wanted to do some co-marketing initiatives. We decided to do a giveaway of services. Little by little, that blew up and four, four companies became 40. Uh, $10,000 in giveaway became 100. And we realized two things when we finished that giveaway. One was that we clearly needed to build this community. And two was that we had nothing to call this a community and we had to get to work on building the community. Um, and we did. We, we built out a whole bunch of resources and tools, uh, in-person events, virtual events. Um, the goal is to just continue to, to give our audience and Amazon sellers and providers a, a chance to learn and connect and grow together. Um, and we're very proud to be part of it. We're very proud for the explosion that it had over the past year. We, we were about a year and change uh, in existence at this point, and thankfully it's growing fast and, and uh, it, it, it's good people trying to do the right thing. So it's free to join for Amazon sellers. You can go to theecomcooperative.com and sign up uh, and get in, get in involved and, and in tune to our next events and, and, you know, nothing to lose and everything to gain. So now, now that I know that there's uh, I'm here, by the way, finally, after about 10 <laughs> reboots and driver issues and all kinds of fun stuff. Now that I know there's a plethora of meat at your events, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to make it out. hundred percent. hundred percent. We wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> sure, for sure. Love it. <laughs> Well, it's so good to have you back, Andy. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, all part of uh, of moving, you know, moving. We went from I went from satellite Internet to being in the city where I got solid, you know, gigabit Internet back to the country where now I have T-Mobile home Internet, which actually has been fairly good. But I think I'm going to have to run a hard wire down to my office here. So <clears throat> we're working all in, through all it. in good fun. Yeah, we, we all know it's what part it's of the like process. To so before we let you guys go today, we should probably um, ask you how people can get in touch with you or how people can follow you. Frank? Yeah, so um, Frank at Creative Percent is my email, creativepercent.com. Um, and if you're on LinkedIn, it's the platform that I live in the most. Um, we can reach out there. Or um, Amy, you could also, if they want to reach out to you first, for you to connect us is also an option. And then uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the same thing. LinkedIn is the platform I frequent most. Um, and you can reach out at David at Amazon Experts or AmazonExperts.com. And uh, we're always happy to, happy to help. Amazon Experts with an X. With an X, no uh, E. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. X-P-E-R-T-S, yes. Love it. Yeah, I, I have to agree. LinkedIn is is super underrated, and I keep telling people it's it, it's growing every single day. And you know, I keep telling my wife's a real estate agent, and she keeps talking about like getting leads. And I'm like, Have you been on LinkedIn? No, 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 for like six months. She's finally on LinkedIn. She's like, I'm like, That's where the people who actually have good jobs live. <laughs> they're not the people who are right. They're not the people who are on Facebook who don't have jobs who are just trying to kill time. I hear you. I hear you. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. We've appreciated all your amazing tips on listings and branding and everything else. And we appreciate everything you guys do for the e-commerce community, definitely. And um, and uh, we just enjoy having you on the show. And, um, and yeah, don't forget everyone who's out there to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Andy and I love when you give us your opinion, 
even if it's not good. <laughs> Although we don't get a lot of those, but, um, but yeah, we, we love to hear from you. Um, and we, this is one of our favorite things to do every week. So thank you guys so much for being here and, sure. uh, we'll don't forget to join us in the zoom every week, every Tuesday, we're here, at 3 PM central time, 1 PM Pacific. We're here in the zoom. So you can go to sellerroundtable.com forward slash live, and we will see you guys next week. Um, for episode number 140. Oh my gosh. Yay. Yeah. And I hopefully will be, will participate here if my computer and internet <laughs> will, will, will uh, cooperate. And, and Amy, I just thought of the best, the, the title for this episode is we have the meats, right? I mean, that's, that's gotta be it. It's <laughs> <laughs> good branding right there. I, uh, like I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> All right, you guys, we'll see Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for having us. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at SellerRoundTable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, SellerSEO.com and AmazingAtHome.com.